0: I don't, how do we, how do we start after being away for how long? About six, seven months. Six, seven months. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Six or seven months.
1: Somewhere in that range. May, I think I want to say last time we had a, maybe
0: June, May of June, maybe before. That's crazy. It is. We are rubbish at keeping a schedule.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, we're pretty bad.
1: (laughs) Oh man. man. It's quality over quantity. It's, yes. it's been six months of just editing this one <laughs> podcast to get it perfect. It That's what it's been. was
0: recorded six months ago, but we've been really, really. Tweaking every <laughs> little element
1: of it. Big sound studio. Just going for it.
0: Full mixing desk. And this is what it sounds like Britain is
2: about to witness the birth of robot wars. <laughs>
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Rebel Wars Podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman. Along with me as always, he spent the last six months or so defragmenting his brain just to record this. It's Robbie Armlessly. Hey, yo, what's up? Not much. What have yeah. you, you been up to the last six months?
1: <laughs> uh, Uh... Oh, I'll be honest. Absolutely nothing robot related. It's been, it's been amassing my video game collection. So, you know, that's not really helped in regards to this Robot Wars podcast,
0: but I have notes, so I'm quite happy with myself. We're back. Like nothing ever happened. Like, you know, could have been a week, could have been six months. We sound exactly the same. I hope we sound exactly the same. Maybe we don't. I can barely remember what happened in the last episode of Robot Wars. Uh, So we're on Heat Eye now of Season
1: 2, so the one before us, I'm pretty sure, was with Cassius, which was one of the first wedged flipper bots by Rex Garrod. Real cool, like, we'll see him again because he won that episode. Mm -hmm. A lot of robots will remember once we get to, like, the semi-finals and stuff and we see them again. But 90% of these Series 2 episodes have been, what, house robots dictating what happens anyway? It's the house robot show, isn't it? They just kind of tell you exactly who's going to win the gauntlet, make that happen. Then the trial thing, house robots, a lot of the time, just sort of do that for them. And then the fights consist of the house robots just coming straight in and killing everyone.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a key topic of this episode. Oh, yeah! Just how irrationally unfair the competition has got already, just in the second series... And the rules have been completely abandoned.
1: Yep, this is series two, heat eye of House Robots and Friends. <laughs> That's robots Sir and, friends. and friends. There's the sitcom I want. Let's just start. Let's go through the robots. That's where we always start. I think from memory, we start by going through the robots, and you're going to say something absolutely
0: amazing and hilarious that each because one. I'm genuinely a really funny person, and in <laughs> no way at all am I just winging it. And I have the comedic consistency of a beach ball. Hey, they can be pretty funny. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this show sucks. Oh, wait, beach ball. <laughs> Come on, let's run down the bots. From Edinburgh, all talk. <laughs> yeah, it's spelt T-A-L-K. <laughs> what are they thinking? From Hornchurch
2: in Essex, King Buxton.
0: Not a king and not a bottle of water. So I'm out.
2: From Beverly in Yorkshire, Prometheus.
0: Is it weird that I know more about the film Prometheus then... entry into the Alien franchise than I know about actually what Prometheus is?
1: Was he a god who then something
0: and then... He was a god who then somethinged. <laughs> Who's the one that had his like liver pecked out every day or something? Oh man, you know what? That popped up on Assassin's Creed and I still don't know who Prometheus is. Hang on. Is go that Googling Prometheus? It. Is Prometheus the
1: one Prometheus... who was like liver pecked out and stuff like that? It's okay if I'm wrong, because I can
0: edit out what I'm saying. Okay, so just just to let you know, if you type in Prometheus, Siri knowledge, first suggestion, it's a 2012 science fiction film directed by Ridley Scott. Not even Siri knows. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Siri. It's amazing. Okay, hang on. We're getting there. Can't be in, serious. Okay, so in Greek mythology, Prometheus is a titan, culture hero, and trickster figure who is credited with the creation of humanity from clay and who defies the gods by stealing fire and giving it to humanity as civilization, Prometheus is known for his intelligent and as champion of humankind, and also seen as the author of the human arts and sciences. Generally, he is sometimes presented as the father of Deucalion, the hero of the flood story. How was he punished? Was he punished? Oh, I bet he was punished. Let's have a look. Everyone gets punished. You in don't Greek just steal fire, don't they? Everybody gets punished in Greek mythology. You sneeze incorrectly, and you get punished in Greek mythology. <laughs> uh, yeah i think he got all of his junk pecked out by some weird flying thing i think you're right you know oh man this is epic okay this was a bad idea to start trying to figure this out because i mean there's a lot going on here i want to say
1: like whatever he got pecked out would regenerate every day so it would happen every day that was it
0: they'd eat his liver and then it'd regrow and then they'd eat it again and he spends eternity having his liver eaten does that sound good Sounds good. R- yeah. Maybe replace liver with some other body part, but it was something like that. Yeah. That wasn't a quip, was it? That was a full-blown discussion.
2: From Rushton in Northamptonshire,
0: RoboDog. This whole time I've been calling it Robo Dog. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, that'd be the next one. Oh, yeah. No, because I thought it was hilarious that there was two... Dog-themed robot names. And I thought, that'll make up a pretty entertaining discussion for about 45 minutes of the podcast. And now it's out the window. Oh, God. Because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have no attention span. From Torquay, Rob The name is aggressive. And are Rob actually aggressive? I feel like they have a reputation of it. That's a topic for another day, isn't it?
2: From the University of East London,
0: throughout. probably like 101 jokes out there about Cruella, and I can't think of a single one. Okay, so let's actually break down the bots. Not like literally, because they're not here and we don't have the tools. No, nope. let's discuss them.
1: Yeah, God knows where half of these even are these days, and their are mm. parts, probably on some scrapyard, most of them. We'll start with all torque.
2: Yeah, Inside, two big batteries at the front, two big motors either side, uh, four-wheel drive, uh, and a computer control.
1: Using the, the pun name, of course. It's a pun.
0: It's a pun. T-O-R-Q-U-E. All torque. You know what's a pun? Mesh armour. Didn't see it coming. It was great. Mesh armour? I don't feel like mesh makes good armour. Mesh, galvanised steel,
1: and aluminium. That's what makes up all torque. Mm. It's a low, flat box with spikes and some grinding wheels as well. 20 miles per hour makes it pretty quick. 77.8 kilos makes it around the mark for the weight limit, so it's a quick, heavy mm-hmm. bot, more based around pushing power than it is around actually doing damage. I don't remember its grinding wheels coming into use at
0: any point. Well, we, we, we're going to have to have a good discussion about the weapons on these bots, because I've got to be honest with you, some of them are a bit dubious. But <laughs> guess the turning circle.
1: It has a four-wheel drive, so it
0: has to be zero. Zero turning circle. Yeah, it's actually unusual for the time I'm going with a four-wheel drive for a Yeah. For it. No, it's great. Yeah. I just don't get the mesh... Mesh armour. I feel not like the that's a risky, risky game to play. Maybe it's keep um, weight down, just mesh on the bits yeah. that aren't as much of a risk. Yeah, or not so much of a target. Although, as we'll see in this episode as well, pretty much everything can get engulfed with flames if you try hard enough.
1: When there's like a whole bunch of house robots three times the size of you and they just surround you all episode, <laughs> you don't have much <laughs> of a chance in general. You may as well go in with cloth armour and just be a wizard at that point. It's exactly. not much of a point. Teams from Scotland um do you know of the comedian daniel sloss no no well there's a comedian called daniel sloss He's sure. pretty good check him out um his dad martin sloss is on the team hey um, we'll be seeing daniel sloss in a few series time on the team as a kid excellent next bot let's talk about king buxton we'll
0: take the top
2: off we will show you inside we've got quite a powerful motors 750 watt motors um, this is part of our lifting device.
1: Speed controllers, which we built ourselves, um, four-wheel drive, chain drive, and quite a large reservoir of our batteries.
0: King Buxton. Uh, so, uh, when the, uh, previous king of Buxton passed away, King Buxton. I'm t-
1: I know, right? <laughs> I Where's the lineage here? Was it originally Prince Buxton? <laughs> <laughs> like, this, I feel like there's a lot that goes into being a king.
0: I like to think about how they name bots, and, uh, ah, we've got this bot. What do we name it? Buxton. That's not good enough, though. We need we need something more. We need to give it some prestige. King Buxton. King Buxton, sure. like They went through
1: different, like they went through Sir Buxton, <laughs> Mr. Buxton, Lord Buxton, just settled on King in the end. But no matter what, it was going to be Buxton. I don't know. I don't know. It's
0: a strange name to come up with, but King Buxton it is. So it's a very low flat bot, which is really healthy for this competition. How fast is it?
1: 18 miles per hour at 78 kilos and only 26 inches from front to back. So it's extremely compact and heavy. It's great. Three millimeter aluminum armor, titanium lifting spikes. Well, less for lifting, more for ramming. I think, I think this is really a lifter.
0: Do you feel like this is one of those things where they're just like, well, we need to have a weapon on it. We can't just put a brick in it. So I guess, yeah, Just put some spikes on it, make it so they move a bit. That counts. Yeah, They're never going to come into use or into play too much, is it? So no, it's, it's always going to be about
1: ramming this bot. It's mm-hmm. it's purely made for it, it as the speed and the the weight yeah. and the
0: power push bot, um, an invertible push bot. So it's great design. Yep, yeah. perfectly
1: invertible. Yeah. Uh, that was seemed to be the go to way to make yourself unflippable at the time, since self writing wasn't really a thing. No, you made yourself invertible. Excellent. The spikes are made from bike handlebars. <laughs> bike handlebars. Bike handlebars. <laughs> huh. It's engineered from scratch, using as much recycled material as possible to keep costs down. So it's a powerful pushbot that was cheap to produce.
0: Really cool. I suppose the only uh, criticism would be the exposed tyre problem. Exposed tyre,
1: yeah. Not as big of a deal in a time before spinners destroying everything. Mm -hmm. Like the outside of it is like, from the sides, 90% tyre, it feels like. Yeah. I feel like we should say that almost every bot this episode is very plain
0: looking. They literally are just like little boxes, uh, tank little boxes going about. Some of them look like they've had strange design choices, but none of them have like a face or fur or anything novelty about them.
1: Yeah, no wacky themes going on Mm. here. These are just robots in a varying number of shapes.
0: This is the Sensible Bot Collective.
1: Right, now for the one that I have the least notes on. It's Mm -hmm. Prometheus himself.
2: The forklift is driven by two electric windscreen motors. Like so, to lift your position. The actual robot is driven by four electric fan motors off a Mark II Cavalier.
0: Um, shiny. They made such a big deal about how shiny. Like, oh, you could see your reflection in the bot. That's kind of it, though.
1: Uh, yeah, they were... Let's put it this way. They were reaching. They were they trying were. to find something to talk about. The team name is Carnage. This does not look like a Carnage bot. They seem to put more effort into that <laughs> than they did everything else. It's got an
0: angle Very, grinding saw, I guess. It does. <laughs> you
1: know. But that angle grinding saw you mentioned is, like, what, right in the middle of the wedge? Nothing can run up the wedge because there's a giant angle grinder in the way. So, yeah. if anything, it would, probably would have been more effective without the angle grinder, because then it could flip things, but it can't now because there's a weapon in the way, in the middle of the wedge. Why not just put that on the back? They have a lifter on the back. Screw that. Yeah. Put the angle grinder on the back and yeah. just leave the front wedge a wedge to flip things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe the massive aerial sticking out of the top, though. Oh, oh yeah. That's, yeah,
1: that's a common thing. I, 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 I never noticed was, them. But.
0: Back then it was there all the time, but like I keep looking at these older episodes and being like, oh my God, it's got. if that aerial breaks out, what actually happens? Do they lose control of the bot? I Good mean a chance, yeah, they might do. Weird. Okay, what's the next bot? Robo dock. At the front here we have a deadly spike for attacking other vehicles, which lifts up. Down here we have a cleaving blade for chopping open other
2: robots. At the back we have two one horsepower motors, which drive the tracks, and the electric motor for the arm. It's all made out of aluminium, it's very strong,
0: very light. And we hopefully get through to the final. Robo dog, Robo dog. Sure, why not? Robo dog would have been a. It would have been cooler.
1: Robo dog is weird because I don't know what the doc part's supposed to mean. It doesn't seem yeah. to have anything doctor related to it. And what else does you doc stand for? <laughs> doc? No K. It's not like where
0: ships are going to come and like stick around for a while. Yeah, you can't really like have a like robot wars entry. And when they ask for the class, you're like healer. It's not- <laughs> <You> know- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense we're not up to the raid
1: <laughs> status yet for um for robot combat and like oh really imagine if robocop wasn't a cop it's a robot it's the bloke yeah it's sitting around just- why call it robocop why call it Robodoc?
0: yeah exactly robocop oh so you're a policeman no i just hang out <laughs> no like- but you're a robot yeah and your name's robocop yeah. No, I'm a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Robo lawyer, what do you do while well, I work in a bakery? <laughs> I, so this this bot's weird because it's a tank with tracks. It's like a little bit wedgish, but it doesn't really count as a wedge because it's got like ridges on either side. It doesn't look like it's designed for anything to actually get wedged onto it. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be the opposite. Instead of things
1: being wedged onto it or going up its wedge, its slope... It's designed to be able to climb around things mm. and not be caught itself. Yeah. Like, it should be able to just move around forever. Like the anti-wedge bot. Yeah, it can climb up to 50 centimetres, so up to half a metre. That's pretty impressive for the Excellent. time, really. Yeah, Completely invertible, because it's all tracks It's on track, yeah. The tracks are spiked, that which is what helps it um, not just get traction, but climb and all mm. that kind of thing. Uh, it's technically the most powerful machine this episode, 360 kilos of pulling power. Pretty much pull every, anything that's there, I think. Yeah. It originally had a chainsaw Okay. Uh, that had to be removed because it's right on the weight limit. Actually, I think it's slightly above. It's 79.9 kilos, and I think the weight limit is something silly like 79.4.
0: I, hmm. I don't know. I'm going from memory here, but it's something like that. It's like just under 80. So they replaced it with a lifting arm, but is there a chance that lifting arm is actually just the raising and lowering mechanism of a chainsaw? Um, yeah you're maybe, probably you right I mean? you're but probably like, you gonna right. have to lose the chainsaw and it's like well i guess we just got this bit of metal sticking out of the front now it's something mm. it's something uh
1: sponsored by r griggs and company who's r griggs and company dr martin's shoes boots oh god yeah cost a thousand pound to build nice not the most amazing sponsorship only a only a grand i imagine half of that was just the team itself put towards it i think they
0: must have just had a friend in the business this <laughs> is like can you lend us money probably got a grand flown around somewhere and uh,
1: regarding their arm, uh, in their little team intro bit, they were like, We have this deadly spike! All right?
0: <laughs> deadly
1: spike. Deadly spike. Man. People loved spikes back then. I know.
0: Look at all these bots that keep banging on about having spikes. It's like, We've got a spike. It's like, And? It's like, What are you going to do with a spike? But you're against like, titanium and stuff. Like- Rottweiler, spike. All talk, spike. And then they're talking about Robodoc having a spike. It's just lifting arm. <laughs> well, is all this? Nothing has ever been full blown lanced through in this competition. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like where it's actually been kebabbed through. It's not a not a practical or feasible weapon right now.
1: No. It's better for gripping stuff as a pushbot as opposed yeah. to doing serious, serious damage. These days it's not like oh you've got the spinners, you got the flippers and the
0: spike bots. Oh no. Never never picked up. It's more like just to keep things at bay, to be honest. It's just like, come on, stay away from us. Got the spike out. Just to keep your distance away from the opponent. It's not actually going to stab anything. More deadly to a person than another robot. But that's not the point of the competition. <laughs> this isn't like some sort of torture show.
1: Jesus. Uh, the team is 101, who will go on to create a bots called 101, who we'll uh, get to in the future. Excellent. Next up, it's Rottweiler. It's called Rottweiler because my surname's Rot. And around the edge and all around. inside it's got two 24 volt wheelchair motors and two 12 volt 18 amp batteries wired in series on the circuit it's got servos that activates the switches for each motor
0: separately rottweiler man that ground clearance this is
1: one of the strangest shaped bots i've ever seen described as a triangular prism which is a better way of saying it's not really a wedge, even though it's <laughs> sloped upwards. That slope doesn't actually hit no. the ground, no. meaning it's completely pointless. I don't see the point of the shape of it. And no. then it has its, um, its collar. Which is just spikes. Just spikes around the bottom Hardened
0: edge of steel spikes.
1: Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> 10 miles per hour, making it the slowest spot this episode. Um, 79.8 kilos, so on the heavier side things, might even technically ab- be above the weight limit. I don't know how it's here. <laughs> they just wanted as many bots just, as possible, I, I
0: think. It's such an unpractical design. Like you say, it's a wedge that can't wedge, it's got that ground clearance so high that you could probably climb underneath it, and its weapon is hardened steel spikes.
1: Well, I actually have a list of issues this bot had. <laughs> okay. So at the auditions, <laughs> during the safety inspection, after two to three minutes of being active the electrics overheated and went up in smoke. Wow! And that qualified. So what the hell was the stuff that didn't qualify like? Oh my God. It's in the show. So it got past the auditions. I mean, the in the safety part, it burst into flames and it was made of wood at the time as well. They didn't have the armor on it.
0: Is there, <laughs> <laughs> is, like... is there a chance that like, because, um, you know, the kids 12, <laughs> reckon they were just like, all right, all right, all right. You can go in. You can go in. We're not gonna absolutely mob you with a house bots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yeah. You're right. It probably shouldn't have gone through. It shouldn't have passed health and safety.
1: No. Um. So let alone outs-
0: being competitive enough to be in the show. But outside yeah. of
1: health and safety, um, the circuit boards they used um couldn't take the motors they were using. The driven wheels wouldn't touch the ground on uneven surfaces. <laughs> um, it couldn't be driven in a straight line. Like it physically wouldn't. Wow, uh, which explains a lot that's going on this episode. Yep. Oh, and that hardened steel spikes—not um, mm-hmm. hard enough, and would bend upon contact, <laughs> defeating the purpose <laughs> of spikes entirely. So softened steel spikes, softened are in steel st- spikes, <laughs> more like rubber spikes, is essentially what they've gone with.
0: Okay, that's uh, and that's Rottweiler. Yep. Way! Yep, that's a bot. That is a competitive combat robot.
1: And that leaves us with. Our only returning robot! Mm -hmm. Do you remember Cruella from last season? Yes! We've made several improvements for this one. We've got a circular saw powered by a windscreen wiper motor and a new body shell. Underneath we've still got the same 12 volt Sinclair C5
0: motors powered by a single battery. We've got casters which we can actually adjust to change the height of the wheels.
1: Do you really? Because I sure as hell didn't until the clip came up and I was like, oh, I must have watched this.
0: I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I don't 100% remember, but that was some cool footage they played during the show.
1: Cruella was a black and white spotted wedge, as in no weapon, just a wedge that drove itself onto the grill. Mm -hmm. Ooh,
0: the grill. The grill. And got
1: stuck there and that was how it ended up eliminated.
0: Exciting. Elimination via grill. That'd be kind of cool if they actually like had official classed explanations as to how each bot loses.
1: Yeah, rather than just
0: and ko just or ko. Pit it or... actually just elimination via grill.
1: Yeah, so that's on your permanent record. You got beaten by a grill. <laughs>
0: beaten by inanimate object. So this looks a little different now. They've done a crazy red spray paint kind of look to it. I don't. It's totally mean... different look.
1: Yeah. Blue and red. Uh, the wedge at the front is like longer and it has a rear-mounted six-inch circular saw with the weapon motor horrifyingly exposed. Did you see that?
0: Yeah. It's like... I mean, think even like the the commentary call it. I mean, think yeah. Jonathan bit...
1: Pearce is like, "Oh, okay. I don't see what the point of that is." I mean, it's essentially like I don't understand. It'd be like climbing Mount Everest, completely covered head to toe, except letting your genitals out <laughs> and, just, and just standing there like this is fine. Just I don't understand why a, there's this motor just hanging a there. Just
0: hanging there.
1: Put it's something strange. over it. Yeah, just put a box even over it. Even bit of tape it. would make
0: it look a bit better.
1: This <laughs> this motor's just there. Like it was the most last-minute addition possible.
0: <laughs> Should we have a saw? All right then. All right then. But where do we put it? Nah, just <laughs> just glue it to the side of it. it will be all right. Yeah, it'll work out. Uh, on the
1: team, you've also got Michelle Wheelie, who controlled one of the stock bots in season one. Oh, Wizzywig,
0: WYSIWYG. Whizzy WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Oh my god, that was so bad. It was bad. It was a oh, wood. It was a wooden awful. stock robot. It was so bad. I kind of wish they'd do a stockbot competition now and we get to watch all these bots get destroyed by each other.
1: Each other? The house robots done. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be it. The scenery,
0: probably. (laughs) but exactly. The grill. Yeah, it's a... I mean, it's an okay bot. It's a bit odd. It's definitely got a huge weak point that's glaring. I'll I'll be real here. This is
1: one of the most underwhelming (laughs) um, bot rosters so far. This heat has... A couple of bots with teams that will make something of themselves in the future. But, oh boy, it's one or two that are decent and the rest are... The rest would be like filler bots in most of the other episodes. And they're making up the
0: bulk of of this. Yeah, this is an entire roster of filler. I mean, not to knock the bots. Second (laughs) series, you'd think um, after the huge success of the first one, everyone would come guns blazing. But they've kind of just... uh, A lot of these are just boxes with wheels. We are up to heat...
1: I, what's yeah. that, A, B, C, episode 9? Yeah. Jesus. We're running low on the bots. How many heats does this one have? I always forget, but heat I, they really went for it. But okay, this is what we've got. So it's we've fun. got to go through now a whole episode of Gauntlet Trials and Battles. <laughs> battles. Battled with, <laughs> with this.
0: So the episode starts with... Was Craig Charles introduces the Dame Vera Lynn of Robot Wars?
1: I'm pretty sure he was, and if he wasn't this episode, he sure as hell will be at some point, so you may as well go with it. I can't can't figure out what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. He just has his standard jelly-based ramblings this time. Please welcome the Dame Vera Lynn of Robot Wars, Craig Charles.
2: Life is full of little aggravations. Taurus who has the way to Leicester Square... Open-toed sandals with white socks, David Hasselhoff. And over the course of the week, these aggravations grow and grow until you're saying to yourself, the next person that pokes me in the eye with an umbrella will get it shoved. All right, I'll calm down. Some people turn to therapy. Some people turn to jelly. Some people turn to mechanical killing machines and fight it out on robot wars. Of course,
1: tonight's nice contenders don't just vent anger, they vent fumes. Let's get cathartic. I didn't even pay much attention to what he was saying. It's difficult to, like, get it all in. I was
0: trying to take notes, but he was, he talks very quickly, but it was, he complains about tourists' sandals and David Hasselhoff, and then threatens an umbrella colonoscopy. And what's really awkward about Craig Charles's intros is there's no laugh track and there's no response from the audiences. You can't hear anything. It's It's weird. And in my mind, I keep thinking, oh, the laugh track's not on this one. But they've never used a laugh track. Yeah, on it's Robot like, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I keep, it, I don't know, it's like a Mandela effect in my head where I'm like, oh, where's the laugh track? There's never been a laugh track. It's just been him talking to silence. A laugh track on Robot Wars. So when you see the, even in like the, the matches and yeah. stuff, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, bot flips over and all you hear yeah, whoa, boing he's like what but I just feel like with his like jokes there's like he makes a joke and there's an awkward pause there's no noise and then he goes on to the next bit and it's really weird I wonder how many takes it takes as well oh I don't think Craig Charles does more than one take
1: okay so you were talking about Craig being awkward Mm -hmm. well here's Philippa on the pendulum This is the gauntlet, featuring every instrument of torture known to robot. Three horrible courses to choose from. The first featuring this, the medieval pendulum and the flame pit. In the second, you face annihilation from the sphere. In the third, the all-knowing, all-seeing, sentinel, and worse, the pit of oblivion. Which would you choose?
0: Oh my god, yes, he's hanging from the pendulum predating Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball video by 15 years. How crazy is that?
1: (laughs) It's really strange because the first, it's quite a close-up shot from like the waist up you see her.
0: Yeah. And she's just like holding onto this chain whilst she's- giant chain. I'm like, what's with the chain? Why did she stand there so awkwardly? Pan's back- She's literally just hanging on for dear life on this chain, but it's weird because you don't expect it as well. You're used to her like standing at the other end and then just literally walking across the field, you know, of all of like this stuff everywhere, and she's explaining each bit as she goes along. This time, it cuts to her. Now she's hanging from a chain, <laughs> she's, yeah, on top of the pendulum, the giant spiked cube. It's not a ball. Totally
1: casual. Otherwise, yeah. like if you just hear the audio, you'd never know if she was
0: swinging from a pendulum. That's because she's a goddamn professional. <laughs> <was> the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest yeah. thing. Also, shout out to the Sentinel for looking as intimidating as hell and the camera crew for making it look intimidating as hell. So everything that pans across and it still looks kind of small and awkward and toyish. And then it gets to the Sentinel and it's like looking at it from below and it just looks absolutely terrifyingly cyberpunk Dark, oh, gritty, Mad Max look. full-on yeah. original Terminator future scenes. <laughs> exactly right. That whole, like, 90s dystopia robot nightmare kind of look captured in just one horrible machine. Yeah, big up Sentinel. Mm-hmm.
1: Health and safety gone though, with Philip on that thing. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> What's going on? Like
0: <laughs> no, The BBC, you would have expected it to have been, like, strapped into a harness, like, high on. on, helmet on. Oh, and the
1: ever-changing middle route is now just a random collection of previous obstacles. Yeah. So you've got the ramp, which mm-hmm. isn't a seesaw-style ramp. It doesn't flip up and down. It's just a straight-up mm-hmm. ramp, solid object. Yeah. But that has some barrels on the top. Tin cans. Yeah, like, may mm-hmm. as well
0: not be there. And a sphere. The, the ramp only makes up half of the run in the middle. Yeah. So half of the run in the middle is a ramp. Half of it is actually just... You can run down, but you just have to get past this exercise ball. rolling down i don't know it's It's the least threatening thing on the whole gauntlet why is there just a ball they've littered the gauntlet with stuff it looks so busy but at the end of the day it's basically just your bot running at the house spots and praying to god whoever's controlling the house spots is in a good mood
1: (laughs) yeah that's That's basically what the gauntlet is that sums it up what have the producers told the house robots to do this time first to run is king buxton Goes down the middle route, gets about halfway up the ramp, falls off, bit too fast for its own good. Mm -hmm. Um, Matilda ends up on top of it. Um, They ram Matilda's head and all these sparks come out, which I first, at first I thought was damage, but for some reason Matilda's just doing that now.
0: Yeah, so let's, yeah. So other than the twitchiness of the run and the fact that no one can control King Buxton, when they get to Matilda, she starts literally shooting sparks. What, when did that come
1: in? It's like they compressed new? a sparkler into her
0: head. It yeah, is. Exactly. I have
1: not seen it in any of the episodes
0: beforehand. They decided like she wasn't exciting enough. Yeah. They've given her some sort of like firework function. And it doesn't make... I don't know. It looked cool, but I can't figure it out. Where did it come from? Yeah, it looks cool. Didn't There's no practical it. They were just like, oh no, look at the carnage. And it's like, where's the sparks coming from then? Yeah. I thought there was serious damage
1: happening, but no, it was only because no. later in the episode we see more of it from Matilda yeah. that I realise... She, no it's she just, just does is that now what Matilda does now Matilda apparently. Just
0: kind of does that so Matilda kill a lot and bash literally just trash gauntlet uh gauntlet they do trash the gauntlet but they, they, they mostly tr- trash King Buxton. For a 10.6 metre run. Yep.
1: Yeah. How long... Are these runs one minute or two oh, minutes they long? They
0: don't even know themselves. This is all made up. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're not even measuring the distance. They're just throwing a number out there. It's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. because they're Obviously, the runs
1: are heavily edited. Because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be either one minute or two minutes long, whatever. And yeah. you can clearly tell 90% of that time is the bot's running down the clock because they're stuck and they can't move because yeah. the house robots are on top of them, and that's it, yeah. just waiting for the clock to run yeah. down. Uh Like you said, 10.6 metres, which is usually good enough. Yep. Next, we got Robo-Doctor. Robo-Doc. Dr. Ro- Bot. Dog.
0: Robo still want to call it Dog. Robo-Dog. Man, this bot's actually pretty big. When you get the little backstage oh, yeah. segment, they're, like, lifting off the back, and I was like, man, that's a, that's a table-sized dog. <laughs> dog. Yeah past Matilda, past Tin Cans, and then just gets mobbed. Killer Lots on fire. I I I was tempted to say, (laughs) what an uneventful run. But Lots happened, it just happened really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. Blink and you'll miss it. Um, This all happens
1: down the middle route. Yeah, Killer Lots on fire, I think because whilst the house robots are so busy surrounding and trying to kill Robodoc, Sergeant Bash's flames actually just end up going straight through Sir Killalot and setting alight something inside there. They're doing more damage to each other in their desperate attempts to just bundle on top of the competing robots. What did Robodot get? 10.9 metres, mm. meaning it's more than King
0: Buxton, so immediately they're through. Mm. Prometheus. So Prometheus does something brilliant and it goes to the ramp and then gives up and goes back and goes to the Sentinel route instead. Now, was that a clever ploy to get the house robots circling around the middle route? only to then switch it up and go down the side? Or is it that they approached the ramp and then realised that it was not feasible?
1: They tried to make out in their interview afterwards that it was the first thing you mentioned. They're trying mm. to distract the house robots. But I just think they were undecisive and didn't know what yeah. the hell to do.
0: Uh, they went to get into a pushing contest with Killalot, and that didn't work out. I
1: mean, like they had a choice. Killalot takes up the entire That's a good point <laughs> route. So you, you either go through to Killalot or you don't move anymore, Yeah, pushes them back to 6.8 metres.
0: A Nick. bit of an unfair run, really. They're all unfair runs. Rottweiler. Rottweiler. Um, so the first one Rottweiler does, it drives straight into a barrier and tries it, to strain itself up a bit. It spins uh, in order <laughs> to move. Yeah. Like, it doesn't move properly. It's, it's, it's complete chaos. And then Matilda does something quite interesting and just charges right down the centre corridor yeah. and attacks Rottweiler. And I felt that was kind of unfair. I thought the whole point of the House robots in the Gauntlet is they were the last
1: obstacle. Yeah, you had the first like big obstacle was yeah. the route itself, the, the passage, the corridor yes. that you go down, and then at the end will be a House Robot, one mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. That's I thought was the point. So you choose the middle route. You have you'll have your ramp and the sphere, woo, and, and then, then, then at the end will be Sir Killalot, and then the other one will be the Sentinel. But there'll yes. be Sergeant Bash at the end, and that I thought that was the point. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're
0: absolutely right. I thought it was a technical challenge, and then you had to tough out the last bit to guarantee a victory. In this one, the house robots come to you, so you don't even have to leave the starting point, really.
1: (laughs) Considering Rottweiler only goes 3.5 metres, not only is Matilda there,
0: Sekilorot's there just to casually break one of the spikes with its claw. Totally fair competition going on here. I mean, the kid's twelve. And they basically just were like, get him, stop his run. Do you think they wanted Rottweiler to end up out of the competition because of no, all the problems of it? The problems backstage, maybe, they like, maybe? Yeah, maybe
1: when they put it through the auditions, they were like, okay, but we'll just, he goes in the gauntlet. Make sure yeah. he goes in the gauntlet. So they
0: didn't bank on Cruella. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the grand returning bot Cruella. So we get the video package of Cruella losing to Robot the Bruce, all the stationary stuff around it. I mean, Robot the Bruce, the
1: weaponless robot. And then losing to the
0: grill. And that's our grand returning team. So this, this might be my favorite run of the episode. <laughs> so it goes down the corridor, merely runs into bash, doesn't stand a chance of hell. The spear just goes rolling past <laughs> and does nothing. It's like all this stuff's happening and you just see the spear just casually just roll past. Why is it there? <laughs> Do they just have it on hand? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, when something's happening and then something unexpected happens in the background, but just happens really quick. So you don't really <laughs> acknowledge it. And uh, that was the sphere rolling past. It's that is it's the um, sphere, like an old bit of a doctor who set or something. I they just like had lying around the studio and they're like, wait, this looks kind of futury." I'm not a hundred percent sure it's made of anything other than inflatable. <laughs> it's a beach ball rolling past, which gives it great commodic value. Um, So kill a lot kind of tries to help for a second because they're getting stuck and they're trying to go down the spiky route. And, uh, trying to get there. Bit awkward. lot, kind of nudged in the right direction, realises he's not going to get anywhere, and just shoves it into the source, yeah. and all hell breaks loose.
1: Unless that's the whole rest of the run, is yep. Cruella just doing absolutely nothing whilst being wrecked by lot. Mm-hmm. Theme of the episode. 1.9 metres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Rottweiler are happy, at least. Yep, yeah, because they got through by the skin of their teeth. One more run. It's mm-hmm. all talk. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All talk. Uh, ramp, past tin cans, mobbed. Not much more to say. Same as all the other ones. Yeah. The fire, the satellite. um, I didn't even see how. Nope, it was irrelevant because uh, they were surrounded by bots. They weren't going to get anywhere. It's basically just how far can you get before the house robots decide you're not getting any further. And that's how the gauntlet runs at the moment. Yep. It's basically be
1: fast, go Mm -hmm. down the middle run because they don't have as much space to go down because the house robots don't seem to like risking going on the ramp in case they fall off. So if you go down the middle one, launch up the ramp, and you should make it far enough just getting past the ramp. Because you will be bom- mobbed by the house robots then. But they got 11.2 metres, making it the best run. Yep. The best run was that a-, a bot just being... Just diving into it. and Destroyed the by the best. house robots and yep. setting
0: light. Exactly.
1: No one finished.
0: They really, really didn't want any
1: of these bots to do too well. They really couldn't decide on what was going on here, could they? They don't seem to have an outright favourite, which is weird because they're still dictating what's happening. Oh yeah, this is
0: barely a competition at this point.
1: So many of these episodes are mm. essentially rigged, at least getting to the arena rounds. Yeah. You can always see who they're going for and against, whereas here, it's like they're against all of them, but yeah. they're still just, go- they may as well just leave it to be a fair competition on this one. Yeah. They clearly don't have a favourite anyway. So just leave so it just alone. just let them run.
0: Why yeah. keep interfering? Yeah. Goddamn house robots. Okay, so yeah, Cruella out, Rottweiler in by Skinner Teeth, rest of them are through. Uh Lots of damage taken by all bots across the board, pretty much. They just got set fire to, trashed, beaten, squashed. cut
1: off. Yeah. yeah, it's what happens when you have all the house robots that are ten times the size of you immediately bundle all the competitors. Yeah. They should be saving some of these house robots for like special moments and stuff. Yeah, we're getting so kill a lot, kill
0: things every five seconds. When they interfere, it should be a very particular moment. And or oh, they shouldn't interfere at all, really. No, yeah, they should be. But, uh, you should
1: be a case of you, if you go to them, that's there's your problem, yeah. or you're pushed into them. Exactly.
0: So that takes us to trials, and trials is going to be jousting. One robot has been axed. There'll be one put to the sword in the trials.
2: Now. The Knights of the Round Table protected King Arthur with their lives. If someone called the King names, or tried to steal his pigs, or brought his daughter home with a smile on her face, the Knights were there to protect his honour. But alas, the Round Table is now mere legend, and we don't joust for honour. We do it for sadistic tea-time entertainment. Still, there's nothing wrong with that. Our five remaining robots will joust Matilda. If they can survive the initial blow, it's about to see who gains the most ground. The robot who puts in the worst performance will be thrown off his horse. So, hey, let the trials begin.
1: Yeah, Craig's lovely intro. Next to an open flame. So, yeah, they really weird. weren't into yeah. health and safety this episode. I
0: know, especially since he probably was wrecked recording these episodes. I don't know if you want to let, like, a, you know, drugged out of his mind Craig Charles near a massive open flame. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit risque. It's joust time, so uh, they <laughs> have to take on had Matilda. We have jousting before. I feel like we've had run at Matilda as hard as you can and hope for the best competition, and yeah. I think they just didn't call it jousting, or maybe they did. I just <laughs> remember that visual before. Yeah, so. I'm pretty
1: sure we've done this event before, whether it was called jousting or not. I mean, it's very similar to sumo
0: wrestling, but you get a run-up. Pretty yeah.
1: much. you got the sumo ring in the middle, mm-hmm. with two ramps leading to it, and the idea is get as far as you can, as yep. opposed to just knocking
0: someone off. But the rules to this one are a bit shifty, because if you do get knocked off, it's okay, because they won't be like you've failed. As long as you've still got pretty far, you're okay. So, it's all down to distance, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's all that's recorded. You don't have to win the joust, you just have to joust to a particular distance, which isn't jousting. So no, That's right, yeah. jousting isn't done by how far you off, get. It should really be a fail, and they should maybe take into consideration how long you lasted. That would make more sense.
1: I don't know. They Like we said, they make up the rules as to what suits them, really. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. First jouster, appropriately, King Buxton. Yes, King Buxton jousting, knights, royal stuff. Ah, uh, nearly falls off straight away. <laughs> that would have been a really uneventful run. Yeah, it gets stuck on like the ramp for a little bit. Yeah. It does
1: a big head to head collision. Um, the sparks everywhere. That's, that's 90% oh, of this sparks event. Sparks do it's one, just don't they? Yeah. Sparks. So I can't actually see what's happening, if anything's happening. Yeah. And then they just sort of get gingerly placed off of the ring by Matilda at 6.95 meters. No. Felt like they were yeah.
0: going to do better. Really didn't, did they? No. No, As a fail. Uh, Well, it's a 6.95 fail. That doesn't sound so bad. No, it's, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I think. Figure that one out. I feel like Shunt should have done this.
1: No, that would have made sense and they yeah. weren't going
0: for that. They didn't go
1: for that. Oh, and they've just got um, new sparklers in Matilda, so just they just need to use her off. as much yep. as possible. Everything I'm interested sparkled. to see if they'll be in the next episode.
0: <laughs> or have they abandoned it when they realised it's a bit weird? Uh, Robodoc. Uh, Robodoc. It's so, it's it, gets, a, it gets flipped, but then does what Robodoc does, which is keeps going, which is excellent. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. So they're, they're, their technique and it's their so build big. works. It's a big bot. The only problem is
1: because it's not made for pushing so much. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's more made for just surviving,
0: it just just, gets uh, caught on the edge of the ring and that's it. But it holds on and it keeps going and they run the clock out, but they didn't do as well as King Buxton that just got shoved off. Nope, it's 6.1 metres. This stupid competition. Weird,
1: stupid system. You're better off getting to the middle and launching yourself off the side because you'll get
0: further. Just go forward and then career off at the last minute and see if you can get just a little extra distance and win, you know.
1: Because it'll immediately end the clock, whereas if you get to the middle and try and push your way through, and then right near the end, Matilda pushes you back. Hmm. You will lose distance, so... Get
0: nowhere. All talk. Fast as hell. Yep, just charges, shoves Matilda out of the way, gets the full victory, which is 13.6 metres. Now, I thought that would just be considered complete. It's Just complete. Nope, 13.6. I, that
1: number is there just in case other bots make it that far, and they can say, oh, they got
0: 13.7. Yeah. We just throw an extra... A couple of centimetres into their, uh, their basket. <laughs> just say they
1: passed, they completed it, they yep. got to the end. Easily the best performance. The only one that gets right into Matilda's side of the ramp and then onto the other end. So,
0: all talk is literally tougher than Matilda. Would it have been able to beat Shunt? See, there you go. This is a debate. More interesting. Up to the debate, yep. Uh, Prometheus is next, and at first they can't actually do the ramp, then they just get shoved backwards and they end up with minus 2.1 metres minus 2.1 yeah.
1: meters i didn't even know you could go backwards in this but They'd... i guess it makes sense like prior to the start of the ramp is a negative
0: yeah. score so it'd be great because they could be like at least we were the worst losers but they can't be because then rottweiler has a run and uh <laughs> doesn't really activate and gets minus 2.8 meters Rottweiler, as we've already
1: asserted, simply cannot move properly. Can't move in a straight line. That already took it out of the running for jousting yeah.
0: immediately. A strange competition with arbitrary rules that don't make any sense, and uh Rottweiler's out. The problem is, it's a completely rubbish competition, but Rottweiler was the logical bot to go out next. So it did <laughs> its job, really, didn't it? It
1: did. Rottweiler was... Never going to get very far in the first place. So, okay, they're
0: done. Not particularly sad to see RotWire go. No, that's a thing. That's a thing that's happened. We can't unhappen it. And at least the kid got through to, you know, a bit of the competition. Yeah, he saw more than one round. Exactly. He got to attempt
1: to control his robot for a second (laughs) one and it didn't do anything. And it still didn't do well. But, you know,
0: better than nothing. Finally... We get to Arena. Yep. Backstage in
1: the pits, RoboDoc are downloading software. Are they? Yeah. On are this, they
0: downloading software? On this
1: big old laptop.
0: What software are they downloading? So I don't know. How to Win 101. <laughs> yeah, like what,
1: like, what What were they doing on their laptop? They had their laptop, like, sort of
0: placed on top of RoboDoc and, like, plugged yeah. into it. What are they doing? It's like the, the Don't Get Stuck on the Grill beta was just getting put in <laughs> last minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Craig Charles opens with something along the lines of kick the robot's teeth in, which just gives you an idea of like, BBC didn't really care too much about throwing violent language into kids' shows back then, did they? Nah, eh, yeah,
1: as long as, as long as it gets the viewers, it's entertaining. But finally, we're on to the point of Robot Wars. It's the wars. <laughs> it's the actual fights. It's the actual robot wars yeah. happening
0: now. And the first one, RoboDoc versus King Buxton. Yeah, this is a pretty tidy fight at first. Uh King Buxton going for some sort of side attack route and manages to actually push Robodoc into the house bots. Into the uh, a, uh PPZ. The the
1: perimeter PPZ. patrol zone.
0: Yeah, uh which is a cool kind of a you know technique, kind of a strategy. Use the house bots to your advantage. You may as well, because they just direct everything at the moment, so Well, this is where it then gets stupid. Once that's happened and someone's stepped a wheel into the PPZ. The house bots are basically given free reign for the entire arena and just run about. Matilda's yeah. literally in the middle of the arena at one point. It's hard close. to
1: keep track of what's going on. Yeah. And it becomes less and less of a fight between the two robots and
0: more each away, of them desperately <laughs> yeah. attempting not to end up in the path mm. of the house robots. So it goes to the judges in the end and Kim Buxton wins, which is logical because they actually had a strategy, they played it out and it worked.
1: Yeah, um RoboDoc were mostly on the defence, uh, ended up on the edge of the pit a couple yeah. of times, or maybe once, I don't remember. But RoboDoc were on the f- defence the whole time, King Buxton were on the offence as much as they could, it made sense to go with them.
0: Exactly, so good decision from our judges, perfect. Next match, All Talk versus Prometheus. Prometheus, I've put in my notes, Prometheus is already on fire, so I'm not sure what happened, but but that happened. Uh, but it keeps fighting, so obviously it's not um, an actual like motor burnout, I guess. See, I think all talk. All I remember is them
1: ramming into Prometheus, and that the end result was what Prometheus on fire. Mm-hmm. Its saw blade falls off and rolls away. <laughs>
0: I love that image of just a saw blade rolling past in the background. does fall off, but it falls off and then makes a getaway across the <laughs> yeah, like It's like, it's, like it's a hell with it's this. I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm going home. This ain't happening.
0: Good luck, everyone else. Hell. Oh. It drives itself to the edge of the pit, and then all talk, just push it in. Yep. Done. Nice and quick and tidy fight. Plenty of action. Pretty cool. Nice. And then we get to our final match, King Buxton versus All Talk. It's the push bot fight. It's the right two bots to be in the final. Of all the bots in this competition, they are two of them. Yeah, that
1: that sums it up really, doesn't yeah. it? That really does sum it up.
0: So it's a push bot fight, but um, King Buxton does have the uh, the edge over All Talk. and uh, It's just more compact and faster. Yeah. It's a little stout monster of a bot pushes all talk to the pit edge, but can't quite find the angle. And they give it like good three or four attempts of just trying to find the right angle to shove him in. Can't quite do it. In typical fashion of this current series, Killer Lot just does the crushing finishing blow and just nudges it into the pit for no reason other than just to get involved and just wrap up the show. Yeah, to end it. Obviously, they were running late that day. (laughs) They were like, well, we're going to have to finish on a pit, but that bot's not going to do it. Just kill a lot. That's just does point. the job, you know, because that's totally fair.
1: And that puts King Buxton through to the semi-finals in mm. some incredibly rushed arena matches, <laughs> considering that's supposed to be the point of this. It felt like that was... There's supposed to be a third of the show. It felt like it was less.
0: It felt, yeah, it felt like a really quick episode. It just kind of flew by. Because the bots are so non, non-noticeable, I guess, <laughs> I wasn't really picking up on when bots went in or out. Because the house spots were so involved in arena, the matches were lightning fast because they were just getting torched out. It's like if you got a UFC featherweight match, but you also put four 600 pound gorillas in there that were allowed to do whatever they wanted. Do you know what I mean? It's very little about the competitors at that point. (laughs) Exactly. It's just who's going to get torn up by the big mean things doesn't work it just they they should be a deterrent from going to the sides or going to their areas but they shouldn't be the defining factor in a battle
1: let alone the defining factor in every battle and every trial and every gauntlet
0: that's all this episode was the problem is they just became the focal point didn't they it was like have you seen robot wars the house bots are cool that was the talk wasn't it you know around the People would name all the house bots and then maybe be able to name a few of the successful competitive bots. Like, what did you think of the episode as a whole? It wasn't outstanding, but it wasn't terrible. We did have some cool moments. The battles where the house bots weren't getting too involved, the moments then, were pretty cool. The bots performed quite well. We had some fire. Um, We had Philippa hanging from a chain. And. (laughs)
1: It's really odd. Episode. I'm reaching now. Aren't I? Like... Oh boy, you're reaching now. <laughs> it was not the best season two episode. I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't eventful, but it, it was wasn't dull, uneventful. Yeah, it
0: was just it was just a thing that happened.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. there because it has to be. King Buxton are now through to the semi-finals. How many Philippas out of five?
0: It's going to get a two point seven five. Okay. I'm going to go right down as close to the middle. As within reason. yeah. I, went... I mean, there was fire and there was sparks and there was action. It's just, it was all felt so meaningless. <laughs> yeah, I, I went with two because it just all felt so dull.
1: Yeah. I don't, I feel like I have an image in my head
0: of a robot and that's all the robots in this yep. episode. If you started with a blank slate bot and then built on top of it, but you didn't and you just kept the blank slate bot, that would be pretty much most of these bots. They were boxes with wheels or wedges with wheels.
1: Well, we can criticise all we like, because at 5.58 million viewers, it it did pretty well for itself. It was a 360,000 viewer drop from the previous episode, coming in second for the week behind Gimme Gimme
0: Gimme. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, how are you going to top Gimme Gimme Gimme? That show was hilarious.
1: (laughs) Today on lists of things from the 90s no one talks about anymore. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: That is insane i mean but there are points where it's number one there uh, are points it has there, been number you know,
1: one it's been number three and this is number two so and there
0: was a point where it was number one and red dwarf was number one or number two so at one point craig charles was television
1: in a funny way it was probably the most memorable and interesting parts of the episodes were yeah. more craig charles and philippa than they were the robots
0: in robot wars yeah uh, he i at least if you needed to take a thumbnail from this episode, it would be Philippa hanging onto a chain, then it would be any of the bots or, or Craig Charles near an open flame. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't use any of those bots as a eye catching thumbnail at all. There's not much else to say about this episode. Oh hell no. I'm really hoping it picks up in the next one. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah. that's Heat Eye, all right. That is our exciting comeback to the world of robot wars. <laughs> oh yeah, what a, oh, what, a what an episode to get! Oh, we really just rolled the dice on this one. <laughs> Man, we could have skipped this episode and it'd be not noticeable. But
1: I don't think we'd have realised that we'd skipped it. Going to the semi-finals would have been like King Buxton. Do you remember
0: that? Oh yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> we wouldn't have realised <laughs> that we'd have skipped this yeah. one. I don't think. No, exactly. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone else already had at Activate Podcast and I'm so bitter about it that I can't get words out. You can email us, ActivatePodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching Activate Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. And probably some other places I'm not aware of. We're well,
1: apparently on Podbean. I don't even know what that is, but we're there. Yeah,
0: so for both the people that use Podbean, <laughs> find us there. Uh, you, I think that's it. I think that's everywhere you're going to find us, to be honest. I'm worried that we're in other places, to be honest. I mean, there's like now a unfathomable number of podcasts about robot combat. But at one point, it was just us and inside the bot. Oh, way back th- three way four back. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a long time ago. And it's nice to see that the community is flourishing now, but still give us a listen and a like yeah. and a follow and a subscribe and rate us five stars because iTunes loves it when you rate five star things. And so do we. just to make that clear just to make clear we want that more and we'll catch it in the next episode yeah it'll be fun maybe we promise it will be an episode Hello, everyone. <laughs> That's a bit quieter than normal. <laughs> it was. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. To you can see me. The peaceful podcast. ASMR, Robot Wars podcast. And then just like machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> Robot Wars ASMR uh, would be the worst thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> 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 <Fire and laughs> Craig Charles trying to be funny over the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing.